Welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you believe and own it. I am so excited to share this guest story with you and to tell you about her business because I think it's a great one to check out, especially right now around the holidays. Brooke Yoakum is the co-founder and CEO of Gift Pocket, which is an all-in-one gift card and shopping app that allows you to trade in unwanted gift cards, send gift cards to your family and friends, and have all of your gift cards in one place. Brooke started working on Gift Pocket when she was 12 years old, and we got to talk about her experience getting the company to where it is now. So, without further ado, let's get started with this episode featuring Brooke Yoakum. Hi, I'm Brooke Yoakum, and I'm the co-founder and CEO of Gift Pocket. I am currently 20 years old, and I started working on Gift Pocket when I was 12 years old. I am from Columbus, Ohio, and I promise you it's way more than just farmland, and it's a lot more fun, but um, I'm currently here in Boston and really just trying to reinvent loyalty through gift cards, and so I started Gift Pocket when I was 12, and it started from the idea that I would always get gift cards to stores that I would never shop at. Every single Christmas, my grandfather was giving me gift cards to Banana Republic. And I was 12 at the time. So I was like, Grandpa, I want a Target gift card. It's so simple. I just want to go buy some toys and candy. And he never seemed to listen to me. And I was like, this should be so simple. And I always like didn't have my gift cards with me. I always had my phone. And so inspired the idea of Gift Pocket. But we realized that there was an even bigger problem we can solve. And that's for the brands because brands miss out on over $6 billion worth of revenue every single year. And so we want to connect brands to their most loyal shopper and help them engage and build loyalty with their most overspending shoppers. And also really excited about the impact that digital gift cards can have on the world and how we can really make um, an impact by gifting with purpose and really, you know, making the small moments matter. That's a great start, and I'm so excited to talk with you more about how you got started with creating Gift Pocket. So you started working on this business when you were 12, and it's eight years later. So tell me more about the process to get started and then develop Gift Pocket to this point where it's at now. For sure. No, it's, it's I think it is, the, I didn't realize how hard it was going to be to be a founder because um, when I was 12 years old, I participated in the Young Entrepreneurs Academy, and they're like, what's a problem you think you can solve? And I'm like, hell yeah, I can, you know, solve this gift card problem. It's so easy. All your gift cards on your phone, pay with them, send them. Well, lo and behold, we were building a fintech platform and needed four key partnerships to build our app on top of getting it developed, had no idea what computer science was. And so luckily I became an engaged client with Revlon Ventures. And so I spent two years wireframing, doing market research. And then I had to sit down with developers, develop the app. And then once the app was developed, we had to get four key partnerships. And the hardest thing about the gift card industry is it's a legacy industry and 500 people manage $221 billion industry. Now I'm very fortunate that I've met a lot of the people and have felt really, um, accepted into the industry, but it takes a lot of time, especially being so young and COVID didn't help. But I think that's the one thing that is really overlooked by young founders is 
we don't have any of those connections. We have to open every single door for ourselves. And it takes a lot longer for us because we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> now I know, but I did not know when I first started. <laughs> I think that's so true. And that's such a good point that you're just going in blind and you're kind of figuring it out along the way. So do you think that you've received support and encouragement as well from professionals in the industry? I'd imagine there are so many challenges with asking for help and finding people who are willing to help you when you're first starting out. But do you think that you have been able to find people who have offered that support and that guidance to you? Well, I'll tell first start with I'm there's always challenges and that always come up. But yeah, no, I was very fortunate when I participated in Young Entrepreneurs Academy at the end. There was um, Revlon Ventures, which is a venture capital incubator in um, Columbus, Ohio. And I became an engaged client with them. And there was um, Mike Blackwell. Um, he helped with the creation of GIFs, the moving images and um, AOL. And he was there and he helped push me to be who I am and push the product and really help like, you know, take, like I had a vision, but you almost need someone who pushes you like, why is that button there? Why is that person doing three clicks? Why can't it be two clicks? Why is that person even want that feature? And so he really pushed me and he was a really awesome mentor at that stage of building the business. But I think that one of the big misconceptions is like, he's still my mentor today, but you always need more mentors and more people alongside you because there's different phases of the business, different types of things as we evolve into a marketplace, we evolve working with more brands and we're um, also going to be working with nonprofits. Um, I'm very fortunate. I'm in Techstars. And so I just got uh, six awesome mentors and they're all super helpful in all different ways, but they wouldn't have been helpful four years ago because we're not at the stage we're at. So I think that's also something that like, even though I've been building Gift Pocket for almost eight years now, I, I still need help. I'm still learning so much new. And I think it's very naive of anyone to think that they couldn't use advice all the way, but don't always take advice as, you know, like the end all be all. I think that's great advice, especially with the shifting of mentors and how there can be different people that help you at different stages, but they can also stick with you. I would also love to know more about the actual gift pocket app itself. I've checked the app out, but can you tell me more about the features of the app and just all the different things that you can do with a gift card on the app? Yes. So for the consumer perspective, Gift Pocket is an app where you can put all your gift cards on your phone. You can even literally put your library card on there. So you can put whatever gift cards you want on the Gift Pocket. And then for a 300 brands that we have, you can actually exchange that gift card for GP points and use those points to buy gift cards. And you can also send gift cards to any one of your friends and you can refer friends to earn GP points. And ultimately what we're trying to build is a platform where, you know, your favorite brands are paying you to come in store to spend your gift cards. And so we're building towards this engagement platform where you're earning so many GP points for just the actions that you do every single day, because due to achievement laws, brands are not legally allowed to know who their gift card holders are. And because we're a third-party platform, we enable access to a new type of customer. And so we want to give brands access to these awesome shoppers, especially Gen Z, but we want to do it in an authentic way. Like, I don't want to see a clash of clans ad. I'm not, that's not, that's not, I'm never going to use that. But I love Aritzia, Urban Outfitters, Express, and like, I want to see ads for those. I want to see promotions for these stores. And so connecting Gen Z shoppers to their favorite brands and, and, and unlocking loyalty in a new type of way. 
I think that's so interesting and being able to have all of your cards in one place is so convenient as we've seen with Apple Pay and contactless cards and all of those products. So shifting gears a little bit, I'd love to know, is there any advice or words of wisdom that have really stuck with you and that you think about a lot? I'm sure that through the development of Gift Pocket over the years and through all of these conversations with your mentors, you've gotten a lot of great advice, but is there any any significant advice that's really stuck out to you? I feel like I, I'll, I'll be honest. I have, a, I have a lot of advice when it comes to like, you know, like of a certain situation, but I think my biggest advice is everything happens for a reason. And I, you know, like, what, like, why did something happen to you? And you're always like wondering why, like, for example, we've been trying to build a brand partnership for nine months. And then now we have another brand partnership that's happening and it's building in two months. And I think everything happens for a reason because now we have this other brand partnerships going on. That's like pushing this other brand partnership to come along. And I think what we've learned is that actually I lied. The best advice I had is what makes a founder different than any other person is that they are able to accept fear. Like I have fear, but instead of freezing, we ask what to do next. We're able to maintain that fear, but we're able to fight through it. And I think that's what really helped me realize that like, you know what? Yeah, I'm a founder because I'm willing to face the fear. Like I'm, I'm so scared every single day because if I make a a mistake, especially now I'm working with big brands, it is going to be not very good, but I, you know, like, like bad stuff happens. It's how you address those bad situations is what makes a founder different than um, anyone else. I think that's great to keep in mind, especially for anyone who may be thinking about founding an organization or a business or anyone who's a founder and is struggling with some of those challenges and decisions. So you also mentioned earlier that you're taking a gap semester to do tech stars. And I would love to know more about what that decision was like for you. It's kind of a big decision to make and you're veering off the traditional college path a little bit. So can you tell me some about how you decided to take the gap semester and how is it going now? I'm going to be honest with you. It is really hard. I, um, I'm taking a, I'm, I go to Boston college and I'll, I love Boston college and I'm very, very fortunate to be in the Carroll school of management, but it's very difficult because they only give you one path and that's a finance route to work on wall street and do something like that, which, you know, is great. It's an awesome path and that's awesome for um, certain people, but that's not my path. My path does not have a defined path. There's not, there's literally, I know one path for a founder or for anyone in the tech world, really. And it's been super difficult for me because I see all my friends going to get their internships. You know, they get this job this summer, then they have a job after college. And it's been been very difficult. But I think the thing is, is kind of like everything happens for a reason. Like I got into tech stars and like, that was my sign that I wasn't supposed to be on that path that everyone goes down, which it is okay. Like my friend, she loves working in corporate and it makes her so happy. So it's like, do what makes you happy. But I realized I love being in a position where I'm creative and I can make more decisions and have more control. And so understanding that, I think the also important thing is like, two years after college, everyone has their quarter life crisis because they hate their job typically. And I had my quarter life crisis this year. So I think it all happens for a reason, but I think if you're going to take a semester off or a, a year off, like do really understand the decision you're making. And like, I took summer classes and really to stay up because, you know, college is expensive. Like my parents are paying a lot for me to go to college and 
I don't want that to go to waste. So I do want to eventually get my degree. But if you're getting pulled out by such really cool opportunities, understand that. And um, I mean, also, I really like my friends. So understanding like, you know, your friendships and like if these are real genuine friendships or not. But there's a lot of factors that come in play. And like, it eats me up at night, I won't lie. But I think doing what's best for you will always work out in the end. I love that advice. And I think it's completely true that you can take that risk and not everyone's path is the traditional one. So I'm going to ask for a little bit more advice now. Lots of young people, especially college students and high school students, want to create change, but they may not know where to get started. Do you have any advice for those people who may be listening? I think the thing is, is if you believe in something, then own it and talk to people about it. So uh, last year, I was very disappointed because my school had no uh, women venture capitalists come in first semester. And so I was really disappointed by the lack of diversity in um, that. And I, I noticed that none of my friends wanted to become venture capitalists, but a lot more males did because they didn't see someone who looked like them in that position. And so I went and talked to the head of entrepreneurship because I was like, this is unacceptable that we have that. And I know a lot of people are not comfortable to, to go talk to the, the, like the head of entrepreneurship. And so start talking to your friends. And I think sometimes maybe see if other people believe in you and like getting people behind your back because if you have other people that agree with you and, and you don't need 10 20 you just need one or two people and start small maybe you start your own group or you know start engaging with more people on twitter or maybe making a discord chat or maybe start making tiktoks or maybe start making posting about instagram but i will say the one thing that i think is important is if you believe in what you what is the issue or the change you want to make own it and like start to make small change. I will say like, I really want to make more representation about women venture capitalists. There's a huge issue. Only 3% of women founders get venture capital funding. And the issue is, you know, obviously the discrimination, but also because there isn't a lot of women founders, there isn't a lot of women VCs. And so we get more women founders, we get more women VCs, there'll be way more representation and that 3% hopefully will go up. And so I really wanted to make uh, changing the 3% speaker series at Boston College, but I'm so busy. I don't have the time for it. And so I think you also have to remember, like, just because you don't have the time for something, you can still like show these values and like help in whatever minimal way you can, and then eventually get to that goal. So think about what you can do today. And then what your ultimate goal is there. Like, you don't have to like, you know, like that's, this is amazing that you started a podcast, but not everyone has the time to start a podcast or not everyone has the time to start a club, but just think about the small things that you can do today. And that will help start the change. Even um, if it's small, it will definitely have a domino effect. I really enjoyed talking with Brooke, and I think the Gift Pocket app is a great product to check out. I want to highlight the last advice Brooke shared about believing in something and owning it, because I think it really reflects Brooke's whole process to create Gift Pocket. When she was growing up and getting those Banana Republic gift cards from her grandpa, Brooke saw an issue that she wanted to improve, and now she's taken the steps to create her own company and develop her own app to address that issue. Brooke believed in herself and her idea, and she is owning it by continuing to grow her business eight years later which makes her the perfect example of how change comes when you believe and own it.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And you can find Brooke on Instagram at Brooke Yoakum to get connected with her. You can also find Gift Pocket on Instagram at Gift Pocket to check it out. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.